Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions you want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Nirija Shamal, and each episode I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our CareerView website who are interested in exploring a career as an embryologist. Today, I'm joined by 28-year-old Tammy Lee, uh, who was inspired by this career path as she was an IVF baby herself. Tammy is now part of a multidisciplinary team of scientists, doctors, nurses, admin staff that all work together to help create families. She has some great insights for us. So let's hear from her. Perfect. All righty. And we are here with the one and only Tammy, our first embryologist that we have the pleasure of interviewing here today. Tammy, how's everything going with yourself? Hello. Firstly, Niri, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be a part of Career View. Um, I've been good. Um, worked on the weekend, so had had today off, enjoying the sunshine. I can see that, Tammy, yeah. and I'm glad to hear it. And we've got a lot of questions for yourself from students who are interested in this career path. Mm-hmm. Um, before we jump into our top questions that are asked by students when it comes to a career path of embryologist, first thing I just want to know from yourself is how did you know you wanted to become an embryologist? I didn't know that I wanted to be an embryologist straight out of high school. Um, So after high school, I actually started off with commerce in my first semester. Um, The reason being, I wasn't sure. I had some family members, um, my cousins who studied commerce. Um, But I remember during my first lecture thinking, this is is not for me. This is not me. Um, So I regrouped I thought again, so what do I enjoy? I enjoyed science. Um, I had an interest in women's health and Mm. human biology was one of my favourite subjects um, in school. Mm. So um, in my second semester, I started the Bachelor of Science in human human biology and anatomy at UWA and I eventually added genetics as a second major. Overarching all of this, though, I will share a bit of my personal life story. I was, in fact, an IVF baby, so I was conceived in a Petri dish. Oh, wow. Um, so I was curious how, how I came, in, came into the world, how I came to be. Mm. It's the circle of life. Um, <laughs> I'm alive because of ART, assisted reproductive technology, um, and that's amazing. I wanted to be a part of it. Um, ART is amazing. It's science. It's the reason that I'm sitting here today Mm. and it's the reason why one in 25 Australian kids are sitting in their classrooms. That's powerful. Very, very powerful. It's awesome. So that was a really big factor for yourself, knowing that you're an IVF baby and you wanted to be in this field and to support that everything that goes on with this industry. That's right. right, yeah. Unbelievable and and really exciting once again to hear from yourself. Um, Tammy, jumping into questions that we have for you today asked by students when it comes to pursuing a career pathway as an embryologist. First question that we have for you is what does a normal day look like 
for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you can provide a real visual for us, for our listeners out there, from the start of the day towards the end of the day, what does that normally look like? Yeah, so a normal day usually depends on what you're rostered on. There are so many aspects to assisted reproductive technology. So I'm just going to talk about three main I'll put them under umbrellas, egg collections, embryology and andrology. So firstly, egg collections. Um, These procedures happen in the morning in theatre. So you're in theatre with the clinician, the anaesthetist, the theatre nurse nurse staff. Um, The patient's under general anaesthetic. The doctor goes in, um, collects the follicular fluid from the woman's ovaries um, and that fluid is put into a tube. So that tube Mm. is passed to us okay. and we were essentially looking for eggs in that follicular fluid. So if I find an egg, I shout out egg number one, egg number two, two. Yeah. Um, and so on. Um, and it's really exciting when the whole theatre gets into it, um, especially if um, it's been a while since we can't we can't find an egg. So, okay. um, yeah, that's really amazing. That's the egg collection side of things. Okay. Um, Moving on to embryology. Mm. So secondly, embryology, there's quite a lot involved. Mm. Uh, The first thing that we do in the lab is to check for signs of fertilisation in the eggs that were collected the previous day. Mm -hmm. Um, And after this, we also look for embryo development in the embryos that were already fertilised from the earlier days. So um, for example, um, on day three, we're looking for the number of cells, um, the level of fragmentation in those embryos. Um, On day five, we're seeing whether there are good quality blastocysts. So um, if we have more than one good quality blastocyst, um, we would transfer the best quality one and freeze the rest. So um, the patient can come back um, for future cycles if they do need that. Mm. Uh, And finally, in embryology... In the afternoons, um, there are two fertilisation techniques. Okay. First being conventional IVF. So that's where the eggs are in the dish and we inseminate the eggs um, right. with good quality sperm, so a certain number of sperm. Um, there are other aspects to the role, such as phone calls to patients, yeah. letting them know what their embryos are looking like, ordering of consumables and culture media, yeah. equipment maintenance. So we have so much maintenance. Um, equipment in the lab, um, incubators, yeah. microscopes. Um, they're just some of the technical aspects to the role. Unreal. And did you ever imagine that when you were going to jump into this role, you'd be doing all these various different tasks? Or did this kind of shock you when you were exposed to all of this? Well, I guess um, I did have some exposure to it when I was a student. Um, and yeah, when I was in that lab lab environment, I just I just wanted to ask them, how do you do this? Yeah. I just wanted to find out more. Um, but yeah, it's amazing what we do. And how many years are you in deep into the role at the moment? So nearly four years now. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And are you still finding yourself curious, learning, understanding, comprehending new aspects of the role? Yes, yes, absolutely. So um, the IVF industry is still pretty young, okay. um, over 40 years, just over 40 years. Right. Um, so there, there are emerging technologies still. For example, time-lapse technology, that's, the, um, that's where the incubator essentially takes photos of the embryos every 10, 15 minutes. So um, it's amazing to see what they do. Um, Previous to that, they were just in the incubator. So we we would just check them 
momentarily. Mm. Um, and of course, there's other technologies such as um, artificial intelligence coming into the fertility space as well. And that's really, really exciting. It's an exciting field. Yeah. And there's a lot of promise with technology coming in and the fact that you're four years still into the industry and still learning so much. That's right. Makes it very exciting, I think, for anyone who wants to pursue this pathway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tammy, jumping onto our next question that we have for you asked by students is, what subjects in high school do you need to study to follow this kind of career path? Yeah, so... Science, sciences would be helpful. Mm. Um, an embryologist is essentially a scientist, but it's not essential, but human biology, chemistry and physics would be helpful, I'll, I'll say. Yeah, and you did those subjects as Personally, well? Personally, I unfortunately didn't do physics and okay. I do regret it. Um, Why is that? Um, I guess there are some aspects I I kind of wish I had that background knowledge, right. but um, it's not too late to learn about it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not essential, not essential in the requirements. And you're just saying chemistry, physics, general science, human biology, human biology was yes. very useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've always had an interest towards those subjects? Yeah, yeah. So um, human biology was one of my favourite subjects, yeah. Fantastic. And that's really good to know for our listeners out yeah. there because that's your first point when you're in school. That's You're right. learning a range of different subjects. Um, and if that aligns to this career path, that's very useful. Um, next question that we have for you, Tammy, mm-hmm. is... Do you require high grades to pursue this career pathway? So the minimum requirement to work in the field is a Bachelor of Science in the Biological Sciences um, area. Um, However, I believe that grades are only part of the picture. Um, Becoming an embryologist, it's less about earning a specific degree and more about on-the-job training. Right. Um, I think... Empathy, all the good things like all the good skills, empathy, good people skills, um, teamwork, clear communication, they're very important. You're working so closely with your colleagues in the lab. Um, Hand-eye coordination and fine motor skills, they're important as well, but Mm. you do learn that um, on the job. On the job. Yeah, yeah. This question popped up a few times Mm -hmm. on on our surveys and it comes back to the fact that many students think that when it comes to pursuing embryology or becoming an embryologist, you require this high intelligence, high grades. Is that is that totally true? As I said, the minimum requirement is a Bachelor of Science. Yeah. Um, however, I will say um, some will pursue the Masters. So there is a Masters of Clinical Embryology at Monash University in okay. Melbourne. Okay. Um, from what I hear, it gives you a good theoretical knowledge, some technical lab practice as well Mm. um however however i will reiterate it's not necessary but it does vary from clinic to clinic um a lot of clinics do prefer trainees to have a master's and that may give you an advantage over those that don't have it um personally i did honours um, at a fertility clinic and that right. was my foot in the door. So, mm. yeah. No, that's good. And getting your foot in the door is important. But what was a value to them, in your opinion, of you to be a part of their, their work environment? Well, I think because I did my honours in a fertility clinic, they knew who I was. Okay. They could see your work ethic and your approach to work. And also... In an embryology lab, you're working so closely with your team. It's very important that you essentially get along with the people. Yeah, okay. Um, And, yeah, I think that's a very important aspect along with your grades, but 
maybe even a more important aspect. I like it, Tammy. And this is very important for our listeners and for any career path we talk about. It goes always beyond your grades and your qualifications. It's about how is your work ethic? Um, how are you like in a team environment? Do you get along with people? These basic skills that are not always emphasised but are really important for any employer, for anyone in any work environment to consider yourself to be a part of. So uh, I really like that point because um, we see that come a lot, not just in your career path mm. as an embryologist, but any other career path. And I think that's very important for our listeners out there to remind yourselves that it goes beyond just your qualifications, what your grades are and what you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you hit the nail in the head. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's good. Tammy, jumping into our next question mm-hmm. that we have for you is, are there many opportunities for jobs in this field? Yeah, so in Perth, there are around six fertility clinics. Um, I will be honest though, trainee positions, they don't come up a lot um, compared to corporate jobs. Um, There are more opportunities interstate, but they're quite competitive as well. Um, My advice to aspiring embryologists would be to network um, as much as you can with people in the field. Talk to them, reach out to them, um, get your name out there, ask them how they got to where they are. Yeah. Um, secondly, apply. If if there's a lab technician role, that um, a phlebotomist role or a biochemistry role, um, just apply for it. Okay. Um, getting that work experience, being in the lab, um, it allows you to get your foot in the door. Um, you're more likely to be hired by someone who knows who you are, your approach to your work, your mm. people skills. Um, I will say the ART industry is a growing industry with the rise in infertility, women having babies later. So I'm sure there will be more jobs um, in the future. More jobs in the future. Yes. So that's certainly promising, Tammy, for our listeners out there. Understanding right now, maybe there's not as many opportunities. There's six, did you say? Clinics? Around six clinics at um, the moment, yeah. So very competitive in terms of getting yeah. a job at the moment? Yes, yes. Okay. And and for aspiring embryologists, if they have to network, apart from reaching out to yourself on their Career View Thank website, you, Career View. that's it. <laughs> How else can they do it? What other kind of communities or is there any events that are run um, here in Australia? We do have the scientists of reproductive technology um, meetings um, around twice a year, Mm. um, local meetings in Perth. There's also LinkedIn. Um, Reach out to embryologists, message them, um, introduce yourself and just ask how they got to where they are. And I like it because once again, you only know once you speak to someone who's in that field. That's right. That's, That's the main right. thing, getting an understanding. It's it's such an interesting field. There's so many different elements to it. So he, even sitting here next to you, in front of you, just I'm learning so much. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to speaking to someone who's in that field, learning it. And once again, Career View website is also there to reach out to Tammy. <laughs> um, Tammy, jumping on to our next question that we have for you, asked by students is, yep. what is the hardest aspect of the job? Yes, great question. So I'll be honest, um, the role is not a stress-free job. Um, I'll make that very clear. The hardest part is maybe the pressure of it itself. So the sheer pressure. Mm-hmm. Um embryologists we get invested in each patient's journey and their outcomes Mm. so if something doesn't work out we equally feel the pain and the devastation with 
with the patients. Um, sometimes things can go pear-shaped that are out of your control. Um, it's easy to blame yourself, but um, you have to realise. And has there been any situations where it's really affected you quite significantly? And to what extent? And can you give us an example? Yeah, for example, when a case I, I did an ICSI procedure, so that's the one where um, you're injecting a single sperm into the egg. Mm. Um, sometimes... Unfortunately, the egg quality is just not very good and um, they might start to um, degenerate um, right in front of your eyes and you feel you've done everything right, you aligned all the pipettes all correctly, um, did the right techniques, but unfortunately sometimes things are out of your control um, and sometimes you can't help but to blame yourself and... It's something that I'm still trying to learn as well. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, yeah. Yeah. And I get that it's a highly emotional job because you're invested yeah. in life, you're in creating life. Yes. And my question to you is, how do you deal with it in your field in terms of when things don't go well? That's a great question. I think that you over time you kind of just have to learn to deal with it. It's a part of the job. Mm. Um some days are definitely harder than others, um, especially if you're you're on your weekend um, calling all these patients with bad outcomes. Yeah. It does get to you, um, I'll be honest with you. Um, but I think you also have to remember nothing is guaranteed in ART um, and unfortunately that's just the harsh reality of it. I appreciate that honesty, Tammy. It's good to know because, um, yeah, knowing how to deal with situations like this and over time, if you can accept that earlier on in your career, yeah, um, it does help because you can't control everything. Jumping on to our next question that we have for you is what kind of salary can you expect in this field? And this is one of our top questions that <laughs> were asked by students yeah. uh, for our survey. So these days, um, the starting salary can range from 60 to 70K depending on the state. Um, from there you'll see increases as you upskill, become competent and experienced. Um, For senior embryologists, they can earn up to um, greater than 100K, yeah. Okay, and how does one get to a senior embryologist? How many years is that and what does the progression look like year on year? Um, As a trainee, you'll typically start in andrology, working with sperm. Um, You might be there for a few months. Um, Then you move into embryology um, and you finish all the training. The ICSI training, that's quite um, a technical technical procedure. To be a senior embryologist, it does vary from clinic to clinic. I do know some clinics require five years of experience, other 10 years. Um, some clinics require senior embryologists to be biopsy trained as well. So biopsy of the embryo, um, that's where they collect a sample of the mm-hmm. of, of the embryo to be sent for genetic testing. That's quite a technical procedure as well. Wow. So when it becomes more niche, obviously, you know, the salary could be a bit more than the, yes. than the average general role. Yeah. Tammy, on to our next question that we have for you, uh, asked by students, is can you pursue any other jobs based on your knowledge as an embryologist? Yeah, so the first person who came into my mind um, is my now ex-colleague, she was an embryologist for 10 years, um, but she recently 
moved away from the role. Um, she's now a technical officer in the animal reproduction department of the vet school wow. at Murdoch University. So she helps with setting up the pracs for the uni students, works in the animal hospital's equine breeding clinic and assists in research as well. So um, yeah, that, that was a awesome move for her. Other embryologists I know, um, they're studying further. So um, one is doing her Masters of Public Health and another is doing is pursuing medicine, yeah. Fantastic. That's always great to know that having a job or having a career in one specific niche role like you have mm-hmm. uh, can also open doors to others. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably the main thing we got from our survey from students when they were asking this question. And like with many questions that we get on our survey, you know, what other things can you do with this knowledge that you have? Um, jumping on to our next question that we have for you is... Did you have a backup plan? I personally, I didn't have a backup plan um, as I knew this was 100% what I wanted to do. Um, In my honours year, I put my head down, um, didn't go out much, focused on my studies and I tried to network as much as I can um, to work in the field, yeah. And is that necessary? I mean, in the sense that you did that, but did you feel like that's what you need to do? It's a sacrifice you need to make in order to pursue this role? It was a sacrifice I was willing to make, yeah, because mm, mm. I knew this um, this was the career path that I wanted. And I think it touches back on the fact that there are six clinics here in Perth. Mm-hmm. It is a very competitive um, scene in this industry yes. for yourself. So some good advice there for our listeners out there. Yeah. Those sacrifices may be needed in order to get your foot in the door and like you have. Yeah, so because there are only six clinics, it is a competitive field. However, say if you make a good impression Mm. um, at the clinic that you're doing work experience at and say if they don't have a position for you, because Mm. the industry is so small, they can refer you, Mm. um, put in a good word for you um, at a different clinic and that that might be your way um, to get in the industry. Absolutely, impressions matter. And making the right impression and being a good person, uh, it it helps. It really does help. And at the end of the day, and this is what I see with all different career parts, it's like you want to work with people that you get along with. Everyone has the basic skills and credentials and there's obviously learning that everyone can do. But ultimately, it's the willingness to learn, being able to leave a good impression, and I think that's very important. Yeah. It's an important skill. Um, Excellent. So, Tammy, jumping into our very last question that we have for you is what is the best thing about your job? It's knowing that you're playing such an important part in helping couples, individuals, having their dream of having a baby. Um, I'll be a bit more specific, though. Lab-wise, one of my favourite procedures Mm. is the embryo transfer. So the embryo transfer is one of the last points of contact with the patient. Mm -hmm. Um, The patient has gone through so much. The IVF journey is such a long road. The embryo has jumped through through all the hoops um, and it's it's good news and there's just some hope for them. Good vibes. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Let's impregnate. Let's impregnate the patient. Let's do it. Wow. Um, other yes moments in the lab yeah. is seeing beautiful blastuses. So sometimes um, on day five, you might see a cohort of beautiful blastuses. So um, you might be spoilt for choice. Which one do we transfer? It can be a hard decision. And if this happens, I will um, call over a second, uh, a second embryologist to get a second opinion. Um, other times, um, 
in egg collection, there might there may only be a single egg collected, um, and this may prime the patient to have low expectations because IVF can be a numbers game. So um, on day five, when we check the embryo and it's a good quality blastocyst, that's amazing. Um, we call that a one egg wonder. One egg wonder, yep, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, other aspects to the job that I enjoy is the patient interaction. Mm. So um, often the lab can be forgotten because mm. our work is just so behind the scenes. Okay. Um, however, there are always... There are a few patients or couples that you'll always remember in your career. Um, I'll talk about a couple of them. Sure, please. Yeah, so first on, earlier on in my career, when I was in andrology only, um, um, doing sperm prep. So I was I prepped the sperm for my old piano students' okay. <laughs> parents. So they had one embryo put back but um, they now have identical twins. Um, and when I scroll Instagram and see them, amazing, I, I did that sperm prep for that patient. So it's an incredible feeling mm. knowing that I played a part in their life. Secondly, um, sometimes couples can revisit the clinic many months later after their embryo transfer with their newborn baby. Um, the last time they were at the lab, they were just a ball of cells essentially, yeah. ball of 100, 200 cells um, and I got to hold the baby, oh, wow. um, see the patients again yeah. after so long um, and a moment that I'll remember is the patient um, was tearing up. So that was a really special moment and a reminder of just the work that we're doing. It absolutely blows my mind, the the nature of work you do. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable to, to say the least and um, all the different kind of areas that you're involved with in terms of the creation of a baby through cells and through so many different systems and now with through innovative technology as well, which must be exciting. So I, I can't wait to see what you continue to do in your career. For today, that wraps up all the questions that we have for you, Tammy, um, and that wraps up our episode. For our listeners out there who have more questions for Tammy that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with her, just visit our website, careerview.com.au. This is where you'll find Tammy's profile and you can ask her more questions as she advised before, ask embryologists out there like herself about what this whole career is all about. And with every episode, please don't forget to submit any questions that you want to know about any career, especially to young professionals who've been there and they've done it. So Tammy, can't thank you enough once again for being here today. And um, it's great to know that we have an embryologist as part of our Career View network that young students can reach out. And I hope you will have some time to answer some of the questions out there. Neri, thank you so much for having me. Um, yes, if you're an aspiring em embryologist, feel free to reach out. I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. Um, this is a resource that I wish I had when I was when I was in uni. Yeah, this is exactly what I would have wanted. Fantastic, Tammy. Thank you again. Thank you.